Welcome to Changeable. This is episode number seven, The Anatomy of a Habit. You're tuned in to Changeable with Dr. Amy Johnson. Changeable podcast is all about breaking habits, ending anxiety, and the ironic way change really works. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome back to Changeable. In this episode, I thought it might be interesting to take you through the anatomy of a habit. I do this Um, to some degree in my book, The Little Book of Big Change. So in each chapter in that book, I weave in a client story or aspects of a client story anyway, their experience with their habit or anxiety. So either how it started for them or whatever it is I'm talking about in that chapter, you know, how that pertained to them in the context of, of a story of a real person. And I hear all the time that that's really helpful for, for readers. So I don't know. That seems like the thing people always say that 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 piece, being able to see how this played out in the lives of other people was really helpful. And that makes a lot of sense. You know, we have a lot of insights when we aren't thinking about ourselves, when we're seeing these principles and how life works through someone else, we don't have the guilt and the shame and the fear and all of that stuff attached to it. We're just hearing somebody else's story. There's nothing on it. So we do tend to hear things more clearly and see things we might not see when it's about us. So this might be the first of several anatomy of a habit episodes because yeah, I think this could be a super helpful thing. And and I think what you'll see, I want to just mention this up front, that there are some features of habits that are incredibly common, in fact, maybe universal in everyone. And then there are all kinds of details that are going to look different. The details are not all that important. So whether it's a binge eating habit or which I'll talk about today or a drinking habit or a cheating on your spouse habit or a gambling or shopping or procrastinating or nail biting or, you know, anxiety, phobias, whatever that is, all of those details are going to look very, very different. All of the details about the first time this happened for someone are going to look somewhat different. All of the details about, you know, how someone feels, whether there's a lot of shame and hiding or not much of that at all, whether there's a lot of working to try to make this go away or a lot of burying your head in the sand, like those, those details are going to be different for everyone. And those details don't matter. They don't, they don't make or break a habit. Like they don't get to the heart of this. Those details are kind of like our psychology, like we've been talking about the thoughts, feelings, behaviors. It's the temporary influx experience, how things happen to be showing up in a moment. That's going to be different for everyone all the time. But so what? Like that's that's changing anyway. By the time we pay some attention to someone's details, those details are going to change. So what is important And what is common, maybe universal in all of these habits are a couple things. One is that these things that we get caught up in as habits help us feel better. Now, this is a hard thing to see sometimes because they also often hurt and are 
our logic and our intellect will want to come in and say, there's no way you can tell me that getting drunk every single night or cutting myself or refusing to, you know, procrastinating to the point that I can't even pay my bills or hoarding or any of these things help me feel better. They create endless issues in my life. They're horrible for me. And sometimes they're even painful as we're doing it. So yes, that's the way it looks to our logical minds. But there's a behind the scenes here. Behind the scenes, there is a sense of us doing the absolute best we can see to do with the thinking that's there. And sometimes that completely flies in the face of what looks normal and logical. But we don't do things because we hate ourselves. We don't do things purely out of you know, self-sabotage or wanting to hurt ourselves. There is some, some way that we may never fully see, but it's there in which our habits, everything we do is our best attempt to feel better and to get closer to home. There's no way I could have seen this for myself and my own habit in the moment. It just looked like this is insane. And I don't know why I'm, I'm a victim of this, you know, but now and in in others, I mean, in every single person I see, it's like, wow, they are totally doing what's reasonable given their thinking in the moment. So we'll talk more about that and I'll try to weave that through these stories as I tell them and that'll become more clear. But see if you can just, just set that one aside for now that that is a, a common, maybe universal feature in all of these habits. They, it's It's the best we can do from what we see. And it's, there is a a positive kind of intent in there. It does help us get closer to home. The other is that there's some degree of misunderstanding of our experience. And that's not hard because we all have some degree of misunderstanding of our experience. As we've been talking about here, we've, we've been pointed toward that, but it's like we're, we, get caught up in our feelings and our thoughts and we take it really personally and we take it really seriously and it weighs on us and and it starts to feel like we're trapped and you know it's that misunderstanding or we have a thought or an urge or a craving or we do something we take some action at some point and we don't remember we don't see in that moment that our mind fixes itself we don't see our mind as working like a snow globe no one ever told us that why would we we think wow this is me this is my problem now you know this is i can't believe i liked that i can't believe i'm thinking about this right now we take that stuff so seriously And all that is, is a super simple, super innocent misunderstanding. That's it. So we're doing the best we can given our understanding or misunderstanding. We're always trying to feel better. And that's why these habits come up. That's why they stick around because they help us feel better in some way that yes, might not be logical. And they're kept alive only as we have this misunderstanding. As soon as the understanding starts to clear up, as soon as we start to see who we really are and how our experience really works, habits fall away. That's that's what we're here doing. That's what I do with people all the time. It's not going to work and, and giving you these behavioral steps and let's make this thing go away. It's let's show you what's true. Let's show you who you are and who you aren't. And everything is going to get easier and better. And a a habit has no purpose when we feel, when we feel okay, when we're feeling good and we're understanding how life works, habits become irrelevant. 
So let me um, start to tell you this story. So this is a story of a client um, named Bethany. And Bethany had a binge eating habit. So Bethany had a um, a really nice life. She was a happy person. She had a job that she really enjoyed in advertising, busy job, good relationship. She was a little intense if you ask her. That's how she would describe herself, kind of type A. Um, but, you know, thing, things were well. So a typical day for Bethany might go something like this. She'd wake up happy, jump out of bed. She really was like this. I mean, she was kind of like, go get her, wake up in the morning, ready to go. Many mornings she would exercise or meditate or do something like that for herself before she went to work. She'd get to work. She'd start, um, start her day, get going and work. And sometime around midday, late afternoon, she would start to not feel so well. And by that, I just mean, I don't know, you know, it probably showed up differently in every moment. I'm sure it did, but she would, she'd feel a little stressed out or her mind would kind of start to go in a direction and she would just feel a little heavy or she'd start to feel afraid of, of her habit coming on or however that showed up for her, there was a shift in general. Again, every moment, every day is different, but there was this kind of shift that would start to happen later in her day that she became very, very aware of. And many times when that happened, she started, like I said, getting scared. She would start having feelings and thoughts like, oh, this again, here it comes. Why does this happen to me? You know, I was so good at 10 o'clock this morning. Why is two o'clock have to be so different? She would kind of try to figure it out as you would, of course, you know, she'd try to figure it out and she would fear it. And oftentimes what happened at that point is she would binge eat. So the more that she would turn to food, it started for her, you know, with smaller binges like it does for many of us. So she would just be starting to feel that uncomfortable feeling and maybe just go get some stuff from the vending machine or the store across the street or whatever. Um, These weren't like major binges, but over time she started worrying about that. So that became a thing of like, what's wrong with me that, you know, I'm doing great. I'm feeling healthy. I'm really clear. And then every day around two o'clock now I'm eating like cupcakes out of a machine or something, you know? And so that became another thing that she worried about. And before Bethany came and talked to me, like she, she just thought everything that went through her head was just the truth. I mean, that's kind of how we, how we live, right? You know, it's like, something showed up in her head, an opinion, a, I can't believe you're going to ruin your day and eat that at two o'clock. A, you know, you really need to work out twice as much now because you did this. A thought like, what's wrong with you that you can't handle a little stress. All of that would just show up as it does. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing, there's nothing dangerous about that. There's nothing unhealthy about that. It's just, it's just thought showing up. It's just a mind talking. But because, you know, this is where Bethany's misunderstanding came in, like that stuff looks real to us. It's brought to life. So it would, it would get heavy really quickly. So the more this went on, the worse it got, because again, she was still in this misunderstanding. And now once, once this became a little more of a pattern, um, in the binge and it start, you know, got a little bit bigger into like binges in the afternoon rather than just a little snack that she didn't think was, was healthy to eat. 
now, you know, come midday, as soon as that feeling started, she had all this worry. Oh no, is it going to be one of those days? What's going to happen? So anyway, I think you get the idea that it, it, this, this cycle kind of started and it would just, she would really start to just get afraid of her own experience essentially around that time of day. Now, if we look at this again, initially when it started, well, like all of us, Bethany didn't know what stress was or that she was feeling her own thinking or that her mind would fix itself or that she didn't have to take all of this so seriously. So even the initial little snacks that she would get, just taking a break and going, you know, walking over to the store across the street or getting something little to kind of take her mind off it. You can see the intelligence in that. Yes, we can look at that and say, yeah, but that doesn't, that's not good. You know, you don't want to go eat a bunch of sugar just because you're feeling, yeah, but from Bethany's understanding, from, from what she saw in that moment, there was enormous wisdom and intelligence moving through her. She was starting to feel a bunch of stuff within her that she didn't know was made up thought. She didn't know that. And she wanted to feel closer to home. Not in a conscious way, but that's what we do, right? It's like, ooh, this isn't me. All this heaviness isn't me. I need to feel better. So she did the thing that popped into her head to do in those early days. And it did help her feel better for a very, very brief moment. So she would get up from her desk, go to the store. Already she's feeling better, right? She's she's kind of changing things and her mind's starting to settle down. She would go get a snack. That would take her mind off of of all this other stress and stressful thinking and stuff. And so her brain just kind of remembers that. Our brain is really good and it's working on our behalf. It remembered that. And and it started to give her suggestions of doing that more because our brain is super smart. It's an excellent machine, but it's not wise in the big picture. It's not like her brain is going to say, yeah, but maybe next time you can go get a bottle of water and an apple. No, the brain's just like, hey, this sugary thing gives me a lot more punch. I'll, let's do more of that. <laughs> let's add more of that, you know? So it's just a machine and it has our absolute best interest at heart. And that's how these habits start to come up is she was not feeling well and she was caught up in that, taking it as truth. And so she stumbled upon something that helped her feel better. Now, often people will, will want to know, why do I have the habit I have? You know, why food for me and, and heroin for that guy? You know, why work for her and porn for him or whatever it might be? And usually my kind of first response to that is, does it matter? <laughs> like, I don't know. And, you know, there's so many factors that go into that. It's kind of a mystery. And ultimately, it really doesn't matter. We talked about that in the last episode um, about the why. You know, when we're wanting to know why, ultimately what's behind that usually is if I can understand why I gravitate toward this thing, it's all very personal. If I can understand why I gravitate toward this thing, I can step in and manipulate, you know, pull the right lever and make this change. That's what's behind it typically when we're wanting to know why, why, why. And that doesn't help. And it doesn't really work because we don't really know the whys. Now, I will say that like there are some things we know about that, you know, there's, there's genetics and brain chemistry and all kinds of things that for whatever reason, some people get more of that relief from certain substances than other people do. So that just makes sense, right? 
some people's brain is going to respond favorably right away to alcohol or nicotine or something like that or or shopping or some other kind of distraction whereas other people's just won't so there's a there's a why answer for you um, in this case, and in many cases around binge eating in particular, Bethany also had a lot of thinking about her weight. She had historically, you know, put pressure on herself to not eat a lot of junk, to try to stay thin, to eat really healthy. Now that it's wonderful to eat healthy, obviously, but she put pressure on herself and, and innocently, you know, again, she didn't really know how thought worked and see like and like none of us you know we don't really know this until we do so so it was something for her and again it is for many many people in this particular habit where there was already some thinking kind of lingering there of like ooh that's bad don't do that don't you dare eat that and all that does is add to the pressure when we're in this misunderstanding we don't understand that heavy, painful feelings are just showing us where our mind is going. They aren't showing us anything helpful or accurate necessarily. They're showing us we have a lot on our minds and we're taking it seriously. When we don't know that, well, we get caught up in it. So she had that extra kind of pressure, which is just adding to it, which is just more reason for her mind to say, go eat that now because that'll that'll erase that thinking for a minute. It'll relieve, release a little bit of that pressure for a minute. So when I met Bethany and she came to me, it felt to her like she was a victim of some crazy force of energy. You know, she she would just talk all the time in the beginning of like, this doesn't make sense. I'm a successful, healthy person. I, I meditate. <laughs> I exercise. You know, I love to be healthy. I'm, I do well in life. Like everything's going my way. I'm not an unhappy person. I'm not depressed. Like, why is this happening? It makes no sense. And of course, of course it doesn't, you know, it doesn't. That's the way it would look. But as Bethany began to see, oh, here's how it's going. I'm starting, my mind is just getting full come midday doesn't matter why. It doesn't matter what it's about. It might be about, oh my gosh, am I going to binge today? It might be about, I hope that I did okay on that project. It, It doesn't matter. The about is irrelevant. She's this clear, healthy person and stuff starts showing up in her mind and she takes it seriously and personally because that's the way it feels. But once she started to see more how thought works and that she can use her feelings as kind of a gauge, kind of an alarm system, when she starts feeling all that stuff coming on, rather than fearing it, rather than freaking out about it and trying to push it away, trying to make herself work harder or distract herself from going down to the vending machine or any of that, which only made it worse, 100% of the time that would make it worse. She could, she could let up on all of that, let up on the discipline and resistance and willpower and all of that and begin to just see, begin to see, oh, this heavy feeling is showing me that my mind's starting to rev up. I've shaken up my snow globe. Let me set the snow globe down and just give myself a minute. Now, that doesn't mean, don't hear that as a strategy. I'm not saying close your office door and sit quietly at your desk, take some deep breaths. You can do that if that's what makes sense to do. But give yourself a minute. I mean, it's really just, oh yeah, this is how it works. 
this is just my mind getting shaken up right now. And, and it's what it's talking about and what it's telling me I need and what it's telling me are the problems. That's nonsense. I don't need to listen to the content of all that. I just need to see that my snow globe is shaken and let it settle down. And she started to go from fearing midday, which again, you just imagine how you're going through your day. Her her stress and her, her mental busyness started earlier and earlier and earlier because she started fearing it. As soon as it wasn't so scary, as soon as she saw, oh, this is like, this is just the way that shadow looks, you know, it's just what's showing up right now and I don't have to worry about it. It's going to clear out on its own. It's not about me now being a binge eater or me being a person who can't handle stress or me being this or that. It's just stuff I'm feeling and it's safe. It's not me at all. She started to relax little by little and feel safer and less fear around her experience little by little, moment by moment. And as things got easier, the, she was just far less compelled to go eat. Doesn't mean she instantly felt better. Doesn't mean that all those feelings went away overnight. They didn't. But but she began, she had that separation. She had that little bit of space where she could see what was happening. It was happening through her, but it wasn't her. It wasn't taking her over in the same way. And that space gradually grew and her understanding continued to deepen and it didn't take long and the habit essentially wasn't there anymore. She wasn't acting on it anymore. And so it wasn't, you know, being fueled by fear and reinforced and all of that. And so it essentially kind of fell away. The way this goes is different for everyone. And that's why I'll, why I'll tell more than just Bethany's story, because I think we can hear something like this and think, oh, okay, so that's how it's going to go for me. And that's how long it's going to take. And that's what the process is going to be. I mean, there are people who in an instant of saying, you know, you're feeling that's just thought within you and it's going to settle down. They're essentially done. And there are people for whom it takes much longer than it took Bethany, you know, so everybody's path is different, but this is a good kind of uh, illustration, I think, of somewhere, somewhere kind of in the middle of how it tends to go. And I hope it's helpful to hear that. You know, again, the details don't matter. If your habit has nothing to do with food or work stress or binge eating, this is just as relevant to you as it is to everyone, because this isn't about the thing we happen to grab in order to feel better. It's about the, the pieces that are universal that we're doing something in order to feel closer to home, more like ourselves. And then that's all rooted in a misunderstanding about who we really are and how our experience really works. Thank you for listening to Changeable. If you're enjoying this podcast, please let me know. Subscribe to the podcast so that you get each new episode as soon as it's ready. And please consider leaving a review so that others who need change can find their way here. If you want more on how change really happens, head over to dramyjohnson.com and grab the free PDF, Three Simple Ways to Break Free from Habits, Anxiety, and Addiction, even when you've already tried everything else. Thanks for listening.